This is the Week 15 Fantasy Football Podcast. Featuring Jonathan Keith and Tyler Hart. Week 15, listeners, welcome back. <laughs> some some crazy stats coming at you again this week. I love diving into these numbers. I like uh, We've been trying to make every episode a little bit different and focus on different stats. This one is going to blow your mind. Uh, another underrated category um, as we look at the playoffs, which is just a few weeks away. Uh, I know eliminations are rampant after week 12, and I've felt that wrath in a couple of my leagues. Don't really want to talk about it. I'm hurting from it. But as always, we're going to start this thing off with a win. Tyler, give me a win. Thanksgiving is come and gone. It was a great weekend. Um, I typically have at least three Thanksgiving Thanksgivings a year. Um, one with my dad, one with my mom, and then one with the in-laws. So it was just a great weekend to see all of the family in consecutive days, uh, catch up with the um, siblings on both sides, uh, the in-laws, just, just a good time to be with family and now we're back at work, Johnny. Yep. Had to go back to school today. You know, five days. We had five days off. We did. It was a fun five days. Enjoyed spending that time with my family. And then it felt like it just went by so fast. And then we go back into school today. I thought, you know what? I'm ready for Christmas break. Three, <laughs> three more weeks and we get to do it I got all over four. Again. I got four left. But, no, it's uh, – I had a good day at school today, too. My class was easy. But uh, my win, um, you know, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I – our house like comes alive during Christmas. My wife does a great job of decorating it, and it's just the layout of the house with the fireplace and the windows. It is just perfect for Christmas, and we got all decorations taken care of. I think she's going to add a little razzle-dazzle here and there, but all the big stuff is taken care of. Our house looks awesome. The halls have been decked. The halls have been super decked. <laughs> and uh, so it's just nice to get that done and just to be able to enjoy it, and that's where we're at right now. We love Christmas. And, um, yeah, it's exciting to be in that time of the year, finally. Today's episode, we're going to cover a few different things. As always, Tyler's going to have his waiver wires for you. We're going to talk a little bit about Week 13 matchups. But, guys, Week 15 is coming. You know, we started talking about Week 15 back in May um, from the NFL the, draft. Uh, we are the Week 15 podcast. Yes, Week 15 podcast. We started talking about Week 15 during the draft. Um, we started talking about it when schedules came out all summer long. We've been planning for this, watching for this, and uh, I'm excited to get into um, the defense, the defensive side of things. We've talked a lot about defensive weaknesses. This week we're going to talk about defensive strengths and how underrated um, the defense category is, especially in ESPN standard leagues. Um, I'm looking at you know, we talked about the quarterbacks being underrated last week. We talked about the discrepancies from number one and number 16. Let me tell you, the difference between the number one defense and the number 13 defense is double. Number one has scored twice as many points as number 13 on ESPN Standard Leagues with defenses. About 70 points. Yep, about 70 points. Yep. Almost exactly. 78 exactly. So you're looking at eight, eight points a week if you have that number one. Can defense. you imagine? I mean, think, look back at this point in your league and recognize how many games you lost by less than eight points. Yeah. Could have could made the difference. Could have made the difference. Absolutely. And you look at teams that hit right with quarterbacks and defense. I mean, you're looking at 
15 to 20 points a game extra just by hitting right on those two positions that, um, you know, kind of take a back seat when we're talking about drafts, when we're talking about all those things. And, um, you know, we talked about defense. I don't remember what episode it was, but we kind of said, you know, slow your roll on defense, draft the defense late. You'll be able to adjust your defense throughout the year. Um, and what I think is interesting is there is not a single defense that is drafted in 100% of ESPN leagues. Um, and that includes the Cowboys, who are at number one. They've scored 146 points this year. 146 points. That's wild. I wonder where that falls in like the running back category. Yeah. I'm going to look yeah. that up real yeah. quick while, yeah, you, go while ahead. you talk. Um, the Cowboys are the high, most highly drafted defense at 99%. The Ravens have scored 130 points this year, and they're only at 85%. You go down to the Chiefs at number five, only 76% of leagues, ESPN leagues, have drafted the Chiefs. Absolutely get on the horn with the Chiefs right now. Check your league to see if you can get the Chiefs. The Chiefs in Week 15 are going to play the New England Patriots, who have scored less than any other team in the league. They're averaging less than two touchdowns per game. We're watching them throw picks no matter who they put at quarterback. They get sacked, fumbles. It's ridiculous. Um, the worst offense in the league is going to be playing against the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 15. Absolutely Think about that. I'm going to go down the list of worst offenses and best defenses. The Chiefs, lock them in. If you don't have them yet, pause the podcast. Go get them. Go get them. Um, but, yeah, number one was Cowboys with 146. Number two, the Ravens with 130. Number three, the Browns with 113. Number four, the Bills with 101. And there's a tie for fifth. Both have 96, and that is the Chiefs and the 49ers. Johnny, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Go ahead. I, ju I just pulled this up. So the Cowboys defense have outscored the following players for the season. Cortland Sutton, Matt Stafford, Gus Edwards, uh, George Kittle, Zay Flowers, Ramondre Stevenson, Saquon Barkley, Jalen Waddell, uh, Kenneth Walker. These are, these are all players who have not scored as many points as the Cowboys defense. Think about that. Let that sink in a little bit. You probably picked your defense in – the last or second to last round of your draft, maybe third to last round of their draft, and they are outscoring. Saquon Barkley was a top ten pick. Yeah, he was, he was a first round pick. Um, the man, that's you know, a crazy stat. And, and and you know, I want to think back to. Gosh, I bet you, I'd have to go into episode two to see the strength of schedule. You know what? I think we posted it. I'm gonna look on our Instagram. I should have had this prepared, but. Um, when you think back to strength of schedule and to be able to compare it to how some of these teams are doing um, defensively. And, and, and here's the weird thing with defensive stats, right? you got to factor in defensive touchdowns, which are by chance most of the time. Um, but when you like you look at the Cowboys, they have four, the one guy's five pick sixes. Yeah. Like, man, that's that says something. That says something. Um, when we look at these highest scoring defenses and we look at strength of schedule – the Cowboys coming into the year, they had the one, two, three, four, fifth hardest schedule coming into the year, yet they're looking at the highest defense. Um, the Bills had the sixth hardest schedule, and they're number fourth on this list. And they're on the field a lot because Josh Allen loves to just turn the ball over. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the whole team, they drop passes, they, they, they fumble. fumble. It's, it's been ridiculous to watch that. But, yeah, you know, I'm looking at a lot of these teams. The Browns. They are third in scoring. They had one of the easiest schedules coming into the year. 
So it's like, you know, that's not necessarily consistent, but looking into next year and how big of an effect a defense can have for your team, I mean, it's pretty impressive. I I, I was kind of mind blown to see the discrepancy, like I said, between number one and number 13. So um, shout out to uh, Dan Quinn on the podcast. Today. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, Are you a fan of unique handcrafted treasures? Look no further than our own wordworking and collectibles business. At the studio at Benchtop Designs, we specialize in creating exquisite woodworking pieces and have collectibles that will captivate your imagination. Each item is meticulously crafted with passion and attention to detail, making them truly one of a kind. From stunning wooden furniture to custom-made pieces, our collection showcases the beauty of available materials and the artistry through craftsmanship. Whether you're looking to add a touch of elegance to your home or searching for the perfect gift, our woodworking and collectibles are sure to impress. Visit our website at www.benchtopdesigns.studio. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the studio at Benchtop Designs or go to our website www.benchtopdesigns.studio. But yeah, you know, as you're looking at week 15, um, I want you to think about these offenses, okay? So these what I'm about to list off are the five worst offenses. And what's really crazy is there are 13 teams, Tyler, that are averaging less than three touchdowns a game. That's pretty sad. 13 teams. That, I mean, in my when I played, if my offense didn't score 28 points, it was an absolute letdown. Like, like, like my offenses were scoring 28-plus, or I was upset. What's crazy is the NFL has turned into, like, protecting the offense so much. They've taken so much away from the defense, and I feel like defenses are really thriving this year as kind of an outlier. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'll list I'll list the, the 13 teams real quick, and then we'll focus on the bottom five. But the following teams have, are averaging less than 21 points per game. Patriots, Giants, Jets, Panthers, Steelers, Titans, Raiders, Cardinals, Bengals, Buccaneers, Falcons, Saints, and Seahawks. And there's some big names in there, man. What's crazy is there's playoff teams on that list. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh might is they're what seven and four, something like that. Yeah, that, playoff right contention. There, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think I think New Orleans is still going to win their division. You have the entire NFC South on this list. Somebody's going to the playoffs. Well, the Falcons are leading that division right now after their win on Sunday. Yeah, 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 and they beat yeah they beat the Saints. But all all four teams in the NFC South are on that list. That One of them is loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to the playoffs out of there. Just crazy to me, man. I mean, Tennessee could go to the playoff. They're at the bottom of the division now, probably not. No, I don't but, think so. Not with yeah. Houston on the rise. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, just 13 teams, though. That's just a crazy statistic to me. A lot of me. quarterback injuries on that list as well. A lot. A lot. In fact, I think every quarter, every team on this list has seen the backup quarterback take at least one snap this year. No, I heard the Bengals, the Jets. Um I'm trying to think of who else you said that I Yeah, I every every single team on that list has had a backup quarterback in for at least a snap this year. But still crazy. So when I look at the bottom five, New England is averaging 13.5 points a game. They're going to play the Chiefs in Week 15, and then they're going to play Denver um, in Week 16. Denver's defense has absolutely come alive yeah. after their butt-whooping from Miami early on. And then they're going to play Buffalo in Week 17. So Kansas City, Denver, and Buffalo all are going to play a ter terrible Patriots offense in the playoffs. Um, the Giants are averaging 
three points a game. They've actually scored more because they haven't had their bye, but 13.3 points per game, which is the worst. Um, they're going to play New Orleans in Week 15, which I've had that defense in, in several of my leagues. Um, then they're going to play Philadelphia in Week 16, and then they're going to play the Rams in Week 17. All pretty good defenses. All real good defenses, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Philly again here in a minute. Um, the Jets are going to play Miami, which de- their defense has been solid this year. Um, Washington, awful defense. But then they play Cleveland for your championship. So if you got the Browns defense, that's, a, that's something I highlighted right there. They're going to be playing against the awful New York Jets. However, Aaron Rodgers could be back then. I just don't I don't see how they let him come back. I, I They're I, not making the playoffs. No. They they've I mean they're all but eliminated. But I can see him just want to make a point. He's a stubborn guy. I don't know. It's something to think about. Um the Carolina Panthers and rookie Bryce Young, they're gonna play against Atlanta in week fifteen, who I think is a pretty solid defense. Just fired Reich today. Yep. Um then they play Green Bay in week sixteen and then Jacksonville week seventeen. Pittsburgh has some must win games in the playoffs here. They're going to be playing against Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and Seattle. No real powerhouse defenses, but I like the Colts' defense. I do, I do want to talk about Pittsburgh for just a minute because they, they just recently switched their offensive coordinators, like we all know, and they put up a lot of yards this week. Like, that offense looked really, really Much better. good this week. Much better. I, I mean, they, it was over 400 yards <clears throat> of offense. You know, Najee looked good. Um, On my it, bench, looked great. Yep. It's, <laughs> I, 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 I think Pittsburgh is, is, is turning things around. Yeah, I mean they have they have every. I mean they're in the playoff contention right now. I think yep. they're either five or six. Yep, um, definitely a possibility for them. Um, some other defenses to take note of: San Francisco plays against Arizona in Week 15, and again, like some of these defenses are available, like in your leagues. Check, yep. just check your leagues. Um, and then uh, uh, the uh, the defense that I like the most for their playoff run in Weeks 15, 16, 17, the Eagles are going to play against Seattle. Then the Giants, then the Cardinals. So Seattle has potential, but they haven't really been getting it right this year. The Giants are terrible, worst points per game in the league, and the Cardinals. You never know what you're going to get there, but I don't. I don't think of it as a strong offensive candidate. No. So I really like the Eagles. Go check to see if you can get the Eagles in your league to get ready for the playoffs starting week 15. This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So Will I Studios is a podcasting brand founded by my wife and I. We plan on launching multiple podcasts this year, each with the intention of promoting positivity and critical thinking. This brand will cover over each podcast. We will have one YouTube channel, So Will I Studios. There will also be one Instagram account that links to all of the others. Follow us on Instagram at so.will.i. Studios. We are so excited for this new journey. We can't wait to share with you. All right. So before the uh, episode today, I wanted to take a deeper dive into some um, defensive statistics when it came to the uh, run. So who is stopping the run the best and who is stopping the run the worst? And Johnny, I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Who do you believe is the best team in the NFL against the run? Ravens. You are incorrect. The correct answer is the Chicago Bears. Really? Really. Interesting. So, when it comes to yards, Bears are number one. They have given up the fewest rushing yards on the year. When it comes to touchdowns, they are number five. When it comes to uh, yards per carry, again, number one. Wow. Yeah. 
Worst defenses against the run. I'll just uh, ra- rattle them off really quick. Um, as far as yardage totals goes, the Broncos are the worst. Then you've got the Cardinals, Giants, Jets, and Bengals. The best defenses against the run in terms of yards are the Bears, then the 49ers, Eagles, Jaguars, and Lions. So um, some surprises there. Obviously, you don't think of the Bears as stopping the run. They did spend a lot of money in free agency on their two middle linebackers this offseason, which, as a Bears fan, I have mentioned on the pod before. Uh, but the worst defenses as far in terms of touchdowns against Panthers are the worst, and then the Giants, Cardinals, Colts, and Seahawks. So we've got the Cardinals and the Giants making the worst list twice so far. Uh, in terms of yards per carry, the worst are the Broncos, Bengals, Giants, Bills, and Chiefs. So if you have a running back, uh, a couple of running backs you're trying to decide between, like, you, man, I just I don't know who to play. If they're going up against one of these bad rushing defenses, give them give them the edge is, is basically what I wanted to share with our listeners um, yeah, in this segment. Some guys that just popped on top of mind, you know, you mentioned Carolina um, being on that list in terms of touchdowns given up. Uh, Tyler Algier, it's just some, something to think about. He's going to be playing against Carolina in Week 15. Yeah, they. B. John Robinson looked good this weekend. He did, but I mean, they, they, he Algier still gets his touches. Yep. Mean, Patterson got a couple touches this week. It's it's like, you know, they they don't want to put all that pounding on Bijan right. in, in in year one. Right. I'm just yeah. And like I said, if, if you're looking for that extra depth, somebody that you plan on having on your bench, but you have you want on there just in case. I don't know what percentage um, Tyler Algier is in, but I know it's not 100. Um, percent so something to think about there. Just just listening to the list that you gave me. Um, in Arizona, you said that they're the worst. They're the worst defense against the run, or one of the worst. One, one of the worst. They've made they yeah. made two of the two of the worst lists. Uh, Tyler Algier rostered in forty six percent of ESPN leagues. Interesting. Um, I know Arizona plays against San Francisco in Week fifteen. Ooh, Christian McCaffrey. Well, Christian McCaffrey's an obvious start, but I'm thinking about the backups because if they're blowing them out, Christian McCaffrey's not playing the second half that close to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, whether that backup is Elijah Mitchell or some of the other guys that they've walked in there, um, just something to think about for Week 15 to build depth. Again, you're, you're picking up guys right now that you hope don't play. But if one of your guys go down in Weeks 13 or 14, you got somebody ready because it's that close. It's that yeah, close. We haven't really talked about picking up your backups for the playoffs yet, but it's it's something to keep in the back of your mind. If, yep. you, if you've got somebody that you're not really high on and you have like a – Christian McCaffrey, it might be worth going out and dropping the guy you don't like for Elijah Mitchell because, you know, if something happens to McCaffrey, which hasn't in the two years prior, but, I mean, before that he was somebody who was tagged as injury-prone. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and again, like I said, I mean, you look, San Francisco goes and scores in the first four or five drives in the first half. They're beating Arizona 35 nothing a half. How much can McCaffrey going to play in the second half? Again, just looking, you're talking to a guy that you're hoping stays on your bench, but if your bell cow goes down, um, worth having. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other teams on that list. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Eagles being one of the best running teams. Um, they're going to go against Kenneth Walker. I'm going back to my defensive conversation a minute ago. They're going to play against Kenneth Walker, Saquon Barkley, and uh, whoever the Cardinals have at running back, if James Conner's healthy or not, you know. Um, but yeah. Those are their team's best assets, I think. So, I, again, I love the Eagles' defense going into the playoffs. Just going to say that again. The Eagles' defense, uh, you know, they could be the difference maker. They could add you a couple, four or five points um, just based on who they're playing. 
All right, uh, so we mentioned a couple there for week 15. Um, but go ahead, and Tyler, go ahead and give me your waiver wire, guys, for week 13. Okay, week 13 uh, for the running backs. Uh, I have Samaje Ryan listed down. And again, guys, I know these are not names that are, are going to – wow, I have to go get him. But Ryan's been involved. Uh, yeah. he, he's catching a lot of passes, and they're not giving Javante all the work. I mentioned Jaleel McLaughlin a few weeks ago. It, it's it's kind of been turned over to Ryan the last couple weeks. He's catching a lot of passes, and in most – uh, ESPN leagues, it's PPR, half PPR. Those are free points. If he, you know, if a running back r- takes a handoff and rushes for ten yards, that's a point. If Samaje Ryan catches a ball for no gain, that's a point. Yep. You know, you, you know, I, I, we have to add value here um, with running backs that catch the football. Another guy um, is Michael Carter, and it's this is kind of a, a, a different one, uh, and. The uh, Cardinals don't really have a great rest of season um, <clears throat> strength of schedule. It's, it's it's pretty brutal actually, but he did see some work. And if James Conner James Connor goes down, he's somebody you can stash. They just recently picked him up off of waivers after uh, he was cut. So it's somebody you might want to look at as as a depth piece. Uh, but he was involved this past Sunday at the wide receiver position. Uh, New York Giants Jalen Hyatt had a great game this week, and Devito. Um, you know, he's, (laughs) he's getting it done. I mean, he's serviceable. He's won, he's won two straight games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he caught, I, I, I should have wrote his stats down, but I'm pretty sure he had over 15 PPR points this past week. And then another guy that's kind of flying under the radar. And we all talk about how bad the Kansas city chiefs, um, receiving options are. Do me a favor and look up Justin Watson's last few games. Two weeks ago, this man had 11 targets from Patrick Mahomes. That's a lot. That's a lot. This past week, I, I believe he had six. I Don't don't quote me on that, but I, I believe his last two weeks, he, he has seen 17 targets. And, and, and you just want people that catch the ball. You want, you want people on your team who catch the ball from Patrick Mahomes, plain and simple. So I'm looking at it right now. He had against this past week against the Raiders, he had three targets. But before that, he had 11 against Philly and then five against Miami. I mean, they're struggling for people to catch catch a football. Yeah. So, it, it, he, I mean, if he's building some rapport with Mahomes, that might be somebody you want to keep an eye on. Maybe don't add him, but just put your little tab as interested, and he'll pop up next time you go to uh, make a wa- waiver wire move. A couple of high-powered offensive tight ends I'm going to talk about today. Tyler Higby got in the end zone twice this past week. It was the first and second touchdowns of the year for um, Los Angeles Rams tight ends. So I think it's been a focal point. I think that McVeigh had been hearing that. Um, and Johnny has talked about, and I think it was two weeks ago, how he loves Stafford in the playoffs. I do. His run, their run is very good. So if, you know, if, <clears throat> if they're trying to make Higby a focal point, uh, he's somebody you can add. And then Gerald Everett had a great game last night. I know, man. I needed him to not have a great game. but <laughs> uh, It's unfortunate. But, you know, if, if Herbert's not throwing the ball to Eckler – or uh, Keenan Allen, like it feels like it's going to Gerald Everett. Yeah. And, and he's, he's very, very solid. So a couple of uh, high-powered offensive tight ends for you to, to take a look at this week. Good stuff, man. Hey, listen, uh, as I look at week 13, I look at the matchups, there's only a couple that I don't really like. Um, I don't love Seattle going against Dallas this week. We talked about how high-powered Dallas's defense has been. Um you know the Seahawks' record isn't bad, but they've they've had some they've had some rough games offensively. 
Um, and uh, Gino, his efficiency has kind of taken a dive over the last couple in a couple games this year. And, and I, I don't really see them doing great at Dallas. But, you know, Seattle's one of those teams that they have so much talent, they could prove me wrong. But Dallas' defense has been great. So I'm not going to really take the risk. I mean, I'm going to play DK because I got him on my roster. Um, if, Ken and, if Kenneth Walker was healthy, I'd play him. But outside of that, I mean, I'm probably not going to do too much there. Um, I also really don't like uh, – or I, I'm sorry, I love all the Dolphins. Tight ends, receiver one, two, and three going against Washington. Washington's defense, horrendous. Tua looking great. I love their offense. Um, so, yeah, keep that in mind. If you have anybody that plays on the Dolphins, um, they're worth looking at this week. Uh, outside of that, I think there's a lot of really good even-keeled matchups. Um, I, I I don't like any Packers going against Kansas City. I forgot to mention that. But, uh, I mean, San Francisco versus the Eagles, like that's going to be a good one. Colts against Tennessee, divisional rivalry. Um, I talked about how I did not like any Chargers going against the Ravens last week. I love the Chargers going against New England this week. So, gear Chargers back in the lineup. Um, but, yeah, like I, said, I mean, Jets and Falcons, like I feel like it's going to be a good game. I feel like that'll be a good matchup. Uh, Tampa Bay and Carolina. I mean, I'm picking Tampa Bay, but to see a divisional matchup might be good. Um, yeah, not not a whole lot more I have to say about the matchups this week. I think there's going to be some good football. Um, I, I do want to point out we were all spoiled this week. Uh, in week 12, there were no buys. Oh, yeah, buy-mageddon again. However, Almost forgot. week 13 is coming, just like winter. And the teams on week 13 buy are the Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Minnesota Vikings, the New York Football Giants, and the Baltimore Ravens. So make sure that you are looking ahead at your rosters. Uh, waiver days are usually Wednesdays. So if you need to um, get some guys added, we just we talked about some waiver wire moves. Uh, yeah, go back that. and listen to the whole episode again. So <laughs> that's a lot of buys. Yeah, that's so a lot of buys. That, that is that is a pretty big buy-pocalypse there in week 13 just before you are uh, making your playoff run. So just keep that in mind. Take a look at your rosters, add some guys, make sure you've got the depth pieces that you need. Fact, fun, 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 fun fact, fun fact, fun, fun fact, fun facts, fun facts. All right, for today's fun facts, we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Tyler, go ahead. All right, I have I have three. Go ahead. I'll I, give my top three. It's it's, it's so hard. Sure. You, know, you said let's let's do our favorite Christmas movie, and I was like, oh my goodness. So I'm gonna, I'm going to give you three. Number three, Christmas Chronicles. Man, I love that movie. Oh, dude, it's great. I love that movie. It's great. Uh, number two, Christmas Vacation. Classic. So good, so good. Number one, I I will say it has a slight edge over the rest, and that's Home Alone. Uh, kids love Classic. it. I love it. Great movie. Even number two is good, which is rare. So that's my top three. It's fair. Um, I'm gonna go, and it's tough. We we actually made like a whole family portrait in our house that has our six favorite movies, which is fun. Um, but if I had to narrow it down to my top three, I would say. At number three, I have The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Love it. It's the just it's a, it's a Christmas time. Like, I just get hyped in Whoville. I'm feeling it, you know. We got the decor in there. It's, I love it. Um, number two, going to be Home Alone for me. Love Home Alone. Yeah, it's so good. Classic, classic. Number one, just because it's like, it just it's just so classic to me, is Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Santa falling off the roof, like all that good stuff. And anytime the boys have any questions about Santa Claus, I refer to 
Tim Allen's experience in the Santa Claus. So Ralphie not making either top number three. four. Number four for me <laughs> would be the Christmas story for that's sure. Probably number four for me. As yeah, well. I love it. Love the boys. Love it. You'll shoot your eye out. That's that's what they call it. Can we watch you'll shoot your eye out? Yeah, it's. Love that stuff. Good stuff. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying this time of year, both with Christmas festivities and as, a, as it gets down to the wire here in the fantasy football season. Hope you're making the playoffs. We're ready to get you that W. This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So Will I.